God, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I lose healing. I lose freedom. God, I lose peace. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I lose Holy Ghost explosion in this place. I loose Holy Spirit encounters in this place. I loose the spirit of prophecy in this place. Holy, 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 holy. I loose Holy Spirit revelation this morning. Mm. Who I loose life and life in abundance this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, your word says that the darkness has not overcome the light. So Jesus, right now, right now, God, let any darkness flee in the name of Jesus. Let any sickness and disease flee in the name of Jesus. You have to bow and you have to go in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of he who was able to open the seven seals, you have to go. In the name of Jesus. You are the one found worthy, Jesus. <laughs> you were the one found worthy, Jesus. And we say you are worthy, Jesus. We say you are holy, Jesus. You're so holy, Jesus. Jesus, we're not satisfied with another Sunday morning. It's not just another Sunday morning, Jesus. We have come to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Oh, Lord, I ask that you would make us a grateful people. God, make us a grateful people, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I don't want to be a spoiled, bratty kid. Father, I want to be grateful. Oh, Lord, we're so grateful this morning. We're grateful for our church family. We're grateful for this church building. Oh, God, we're so grateful, Lord. We're so grateful for the microphones and the equipment and the people who are willing to serve. Lord, we're, we're just thankful, Jesus. Come on this morning. Just start to thank God this morning. Come on, everybody. Start to thank God this morning. If you're breathing, I need you to thank God this morning. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Come on, give him that thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you. Oh, you don't have to wait till November to start thanking Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. You're so worthy and so worthy and so worthy. Thank you, God, for my children. I thank you for my children, God. Lord, I bless my children and their children and their children. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bless them, Lord. I bless my children, God. Come on, somebody, bless your children. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, we bless our children right now, God. Oh, God, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, right now, we declare healing. Supernatural healing right now for the Purdue's God. Right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Who, devil, you have no right. You have to go. No right. You have to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, right now, we declare supernatural healing for the Purdue's. We declare supernatural healing, God. 
for Miss Julie. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, sickness, you have to go. We will not tolerate you. You have to go. Come on, people of God. Somebody needs to wake up this morning. Come on. Holy Spirit, let your fire flow. Who Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Woo. Come on. Come on, sons and daughters of the Most High. Who Jesus. It's about time. It's about time that we get supernatural angry. Devil, you cannot have our family. In Jesus' name. You cannot have our children. You cannot have our finances. You cannot have our health. Oh, Jesus. This is where we take our stand. And we say, Jesus, you are able. You are able. You are able, Jesus. We love you, God. We love you, God. Oh, we're excited, Father. I'm excited. Mm. Oh. Come on, let's get God some praise. Woo. Yes.
Father, for your presence in this house. Oh, we just give you the praise. Give him the praise this morning. Lift it up. Jesus, you're worthy. Oh, we thank you for your presence in this house, Father. You and you alone can build the church. You and you alone can pour out your spirit. You and you alone, your healing power be in this place. We speak life. We speak life and life more abundantly here today.
He's adopted you with love, yeah. You've never been abandoned. You never leave nor forsake us. For your love is a promise By his love You never leave nor forsake us You never You'll never be left alone By his love You never leave nor forsake us Come on You're not an orphan today you're a child of the King. Receive that in your heart today. Receive that in your heart today. You're not an orphan. You're a child of the King. Yes. You got royal blood in your veins. You're a child of the King. That's for you today. Receive it. Receive that word. Receive that word. That's for you today. If you're asking that, if that's for me, it's for you. If you're asking if it's for you, it's for you. You're a child of the King. Oh, receive that word. Yeah. You're not an orphan, and you've never been. Father God, we come to you humbly today and thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you have received us into your family, into a royal priesthood, and we put on a spirit of adoption and we take off the spirit of rejection. We say no more, no more to rejection, no more to they don't like me because of this, no more to I didn't do this good enough because we are good enough, because we are your children, and because you said I love you just as you are, and I sent my son to die on that cross knowing everything you were ever gonna do and he still did it because the love that I sent him to earth with that was inside of his heart he poured it all out and when he ascended into heaven he sent his Holy Spirit and that spirit is living in each and every single one of us and so it doesn't matter if your mama didn't love you. It doesn't matter if your daddy didn't give you enough attention. It does not matter if your first or second or third husband told you you were never going to be good enough because Jesus died on that cross because every single person in this room is good enough. We plead the blood of Jesus over every person in this room. Lord, cleanse us. Cleanse us from the negativity. Cleanse us from the rejection, Lord. Break the chains of rejection in the name of Jesus. Yes. And remind yes. us who we are as your children, yes. as your beloved. You still want us. And here we are. Here we are. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand on your heart right now. Come on. Come and on. sing this Come on. with Come us. On. Come on. Put it right there on your heart. Declare this. Here we go. I 
Feel that? Come on, holy, holy, holy. Come on. Can you guys feel that this morning? Can we receive that this morning? Can you understand that He loves you that much that it doesn't matter how much you think you've been through, no matter what you've done, He still loves you. You got to receive that this morning. That guess what? If you have loved ones, no matter how much they've done, they're not too far gone. He loves them too. Come on, you got to receive it this morning. We got to walk in that this morning. Understand your new name. Understand your beloved. He's just a good, good father. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he loves you. He just wants you to hear that this morning. We can cry out all day that we love him, but he wants you to know that he loves you. You just need to sit in that this morning and receive his love. So, Father, we love you. <laughs> I wish we could say we love you more than you love us, but it's un uncapable of doing that, Lord. So we thank you for that. We thank you, Father, that we can come worship you. We can lift you up and that you'll come sit right down with us, Lord. So, Father, let your presence fill this place. Let your love fill this place. Let your acceptance fill this place. Father, fill in every gap, every hole in any heart that's in this house. Lord, you're more than enough. And we just love you. So we surrender everything to you. We ask you to have your way. Have your way in our lives and in our families, our children. Lord, touch them all. Father, we just surrender it to you. Yes, Father, we just lift you up. So wonderful, so powerful. We just love you. And we thank you this morning. Father, we just lift up all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. amen. Come on, can we love him back this morning? Can we love him back a little bit? <laughs> Let him know how much you love him right now. Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Man, that's good. It's good. It's good. Do me a favor. Take a, take a moment. Find somebody you ain't seen in a bit. Give him a hug. Love on him a little bit. We'll be right back.
Y'all taking this gathering place thing way too far. Order in the house. <laughs> I know a gal. <laughs> pretty good. You just shut it right down. That was awesome. Thank you, production team. So happens when you put an elder back in the production booth. We shut this thing down. So there'll be no more talking. <laughs> find your seats, find your seats, find your seats. Come on. Ah. This was Saturday and the game was starting. Y'all be in your seats already yelling at me. This ain't even fair. Double standards up in this place. How's everybody doing? There we go. Come on. Hey, talking back's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, come on. Welcome to the gathering place. Uh, if you've not been here before, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules, who is home, resting her throat, which is not good. So she will be there. So be praying for her. You know, we don't, we don't ever do this not together. So I'm just warning you right now, like she is my, my thermometer, which means that when I start going a little crazy, she just points at me and says, that's enough. That's not here today. So it, it could get a little crazy in the house. That's what, uh, she's watching online. I left my phone in my office so that she couldn't text me. That's right. I'm rolling up my sleeves. It's on today. Fix it. Fix it to do some stuff up in here. But come on, man. I'm excited to have y'all here. If you are new, do me a favor. Fill out a Connect card. Uh, those are our cards we have out on Connection Point, a big wooden desk and a foyer. We would definitely love to know you are here so we can reach out to you, just pray for you, answer any questions you have. That's really all it is. We just want to let you, you know, we can't do that if you don't tell us you were here. So we'd love to, to just welcome you to the family and uh, and just kind of touch base with you. So please do that. If you want more information, you can download our app or you can go to our website. So we have that out there for you. Uh, if you're interested in more than just the Sunday morning experience, uh, we do have our kingdom classes, which are at nine o'clock every Sunday. Uh, kind of like a, it, it's, it's really not the old school Sunday school, but it is uh, something that, that you're going to get more of an in-depth teaching on and it's stuff that we don't always cover up here on a Sunday morning because I don't have the time. But today, uh, I wasn't able to be over there, but I heard, Jeff, there's a whole bunch of people over there, huh? Yeah. More. It was more science and faith. And we swapped that up on people. So people went over there thinking they were getting more churchy words by Brother Rick. But Brother Rick is, is on his vacation, so he had to swap that up uh, with Jeff. And they got more science and faith. So come on. Uh, so good. Next week, we'll have more churchy words. So if, if you're interested in that, like I love what Brother Rick's been doing with that. He's taking all these big words you always hear in, in, in the churchiosity stuff that you're like, I don't know what that means. And he goes, let me break that down for you. And he'll talk to you about churchy words and get us educated. Because that's, that's important. 
That's important that, that we know that stuff. Um, so, hey, we got a lot of great things coming up. I'll, I'm going to touch on them real quick. We have our food pantry, which is Thursday, 730 in Millbrook. If you can be there, it's a food drop. Uh, we, we serve like, you know, probably close to 250 to 300 people. Uh, so we team up with other churches. So there's all the information on the screen. Love to have you out there that morning. Just come on out and join us. Don't forget that we had the women's conferences coming up this weekend. Yeah, we're excited about that. That's Friday and Saturday. So if you signed up, don't forget, like you signed up. You paid money for that. You might want to show up. I heard they're going to have an amazing speaker. Ursula's coming in town. <laughs> Miss Willette is going to be speaking. Awesome stuff. So be there. <laughs> Yeah, I got to work for the women, I'm telling you. I do. This would be my first women's conference. They tend not to let me come. But I got to work for y'all, so show up. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to speak to the women of the house, and he wants to do it through me this year, so that's pretty awesome. So I'm excited about that, so please get out there. Look, uh, last thing, or not last thing, but close. Um, small groups, look, you can't do life alone. Get connected in a small group. Get out there. Find a group you can hang out with, that you can do life with. We have several of them. Uh, we're, in, we're in the middle of a group right now. We, we have our camping crew. We're still down at the campsite, some of us. So we had, had like 10 or, I don't know, 12 people. Show, I don't even know how many people showed up. Uh, but it's been fun. So uh, we have God Guns and Gravy coming up this next Saturday. Uh, we have Gals and Games. We have all, I mean, if you can think of something uh, out there. Look, if there's not a small group for you and you're thinking of one, come talk to me. You can lead it. <laughs> See, that's how it works. If you want it, lead it. I'll help you. It'll, it'll be good. We'll be there. Um, baptism is coming up next weekend, so please sign up online. You can register, scan that code, register for our baptisms. Uh, it's going to be next Sunday right here. We're excited about that. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we have our angel tree. So if you're an uh, angel tree, we like to help out the families in the church. So if you know there's going to be a need during uh, the holiday season, please get with uh, Nicole, she's going to take in all this, we'll have all kinds of information for you and uh, uh, get signed up for that so we can help bless people this, this, excuse me, holiday season. Wednesday night, the 28th, this is two Wednesdays from now, is worship night. I'm going to be here with two other people, the ones that were excited to be here. Look, it's usually on a Friday night, but, you know, we do have Friday night football around this place, so... Uh, we moved it to Wednesday, uh, but our students are going to be in here. We're gonna, we're, it's going to be good, y'all. So be here Wednesday night, 6 p.m. You know what's good about Wednesday night, too, is you know I can't keep you that long. It's going to be a worship night, so plan to just, just worship. Like, you don't, you're not, you don't have to sit there and listen to a two-hour word or anything. It's just going to be worship. Okay, so come on out that Wednesday. Put it in your calendar the 28th. We're going to worship. Uh, and then plan this one. This one's really good. Picnic on the 8th of October. That's our gathering place picnic. So uh, bring your favorite dish to share, uh, anything, a grilled meat, a side, or a dessert. We're going to have all kinds of fun down there. We have fishing. It's all up there. Uh, it's right over here at Landark. It's amazing. Um, please show up and have a good time. We have big old slides and bouncy things and games. Last year, we did a fear factor that was awesome. Some of the stuff these kids put in their mouth. I was like, oh, and the ones you thought were going to win didn't win. It was the quiet ones. You got to watch out for those quiet ones. They're like, we will eat anything. 
Like it's, it's moving, it's slimy, they're like down. So it's really good. So we're going to have all kinds of games and fun. Just come hang out with the family. Okay, it's just a family picnic, y'all. Come, come on out, hang out with us. It's all going to be good, and we're excited about that. Uh, a couple things. Tuesday at the table, we had our last Tuesday at the table. This last Tuesday was our first Tuesday at the table for, in a while, uh, and it was absolutely awesome. So thank everybody. We had a taco bar. Um, it was amazing. Brother Rick brought an amazing word. We had worship. It was just awesome. So look forward to that once a month. I'll get you more information on that. And I want to thank everybody. Yesterday, uh, we got to celebrate Dusty Jefferson, y'all. It was absolutely amazing to see the family in the house and to have y'all support that and help with that. We had a, this place was pretty full and we had food and it was just absolutely amazing. So thank you all for everybody that showed up and helped out with that. We're honored to have Ava in the house today and her dad, uh, Ramon, and, and his mom, Essie. So we thank you guys for being here. Yeah, come on. So... I got to talk with them, you know, and Ava's like our little girl. But after talking with y'all and meeting you yesterday and hanging out with you a little bit, I'm, I, I'm so excited to know that, that she's, she's going to be moving to South Carolina. But, man, these are some good people, y'all. I'm excited. They're going to be watching us online. We're going to follow them on Facebook. We're going to have an opportunity to stay connected. So, uh, look, God will move things in amazing ways. And, and, we, and we, we thank him for that. And you guys are Amazing people, it was an honor to meet you, and uh, so glad to have you here this morning. Come on. So good, so good. Uh, I did want to give you the breakdown. We talked last week about the, um, the orphanage in Africa where we supported them, so I got a message back from Polsheri, and she said, she just gave me the numbers so you knew. So 115 kids are now in school from the Exodus House Orphanage. 50 students are in primary school, 40 students in middle school, 11 students in high school, 6 students in technical school, 8 students in nursing school in a nearby nation called Burkina Faso, and then the remaining children are in apprenticeships. I'm telling y'all, like, that happens because you give. That happens because you care. Look, that's amazing. Like, it just blows me away, and she's super excited. We're, we're excited, and I can't wait to get back over there. Uh, love on them kids some more. That's, that's really good stuff. So that's what everything goes to, and you guys are, do a phenomenal job with that, and uh, it's just awesome. So thank you all again. All right, let me just pray because we're going to try to get into a word this morning. <laughs> I warned them back there. Ginger, welcome to the production booth. We love to have you back there. I was going to call her out. She's running slides this morning, so if you don't like the slide work. <laughs> Come on. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, and we thank you that we get to do this today. We thank you that, that we get to worship you and come together as a family. So, Father, I ask you to touch my heart right now. Let this be all of you this morning and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you a heads up, y'all. We are going to be in the book of Galatians, probably all over the place in that. Um, so I just handed them a whole bunch of scripture this morning, and I said, we're just going to go with this. So that's the best I could do. And, um, and I really want to talk about this because uh, we're going to enter. I believe this is going to be a, a, a series. My wife had to make this for me last night because I was like, babe, I think we're going to do this called Freedom in Christ. But everything I really wanted, I thought I was going to talk about, did not happen this morning at 3 in the morning. He just shifted everything. 
And I tell you, I've been, I've been in the book of Galatians for a while, just reading and reading and studying, and it just started moving in my heart. So um, what I really thought I wanted to talk about, he just took it off my heart, which left me kind of stranded, which happens sometimes. So that means uh, I'm excited to see what he wants to do with this. Because here's what I know. Uh, as a family, as a, uh, as a pastor, but as a church family, I know we want to see the kingdom come. We want his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and what that means for us is that it comes through us. It comes through us. And we need to understand that. We are in this, uh, um, as I love how we were going into uh, worship and we just started going into sons and daughters and beloved because um, to see this kingdom come, we have to first understand who we are. We have to understand we're beloved. We have to understand that we are sons and daughters. That's mandatory. It will not come until that happens. So it's mandatory that you understand who you are in Christ. Okay, but, but unfortunately, we get tied up in stuff, and we tend to forget who we are. And that's because of all the stuff that happens in life. That's because of what you grew up with in church. That's because of what you hear other people say and people you run into. It's all like that. So when we understand that we, we believe we are sons and daughters and we believe we have authority, when you actually believe that stuff, things start to happen. We start having authority in our walk. When we start walking into to darkness, it changes, okay? When you walk into rooms, people are getting healed. That, that's what we're expecting, there's an expectation in why we do this. We just don't do this to show up on a Sunday and hang out with our friends. We're here to worship him, okay? We're here to get filled up. We're here, we're here to get that little bit maybe we were missing throughout the week so that we can go out energized and just start wrecking the world in a good way. <laughs> just got to put that back on there, that little B clause. <laughs> in a good way. So, but to do that, we need to be right with God. And a lot of people think they can't be there. And that's what's been really getting in my heart is that we have to have the righteousness in God, in Christ, in us to get there. And a lot of people don't believe that can happen. A lot of people are so rooted in religion and rooted in legalism that they don't understand how easy it is to have access to that freedom in their life which is where God was taking me this morning because he said it all starts with believing, not earning. You don't earn this. You don't have to do anything to receive and become right with God. Do you understand that? Like this is really bugging me that I've talked to people that go, well, I don't know, man. I didn't, you know, I, well, I sinned this week. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm sorry. God still loves you. Okay, but, but you... you I see it rooted in. Here's the good part. I didn't grow up in church, but I heard a lot of it. I grew up around it. There's a reason why I didn't grow up in church. It's because most of the people I knew that were in church were hypocrites, and they were the most evil, mean people I've ever run into in my life. So I was like, I want none of that. Why do you guys go to this building and, and get trained on how to be mean? That doesn't make any sense. I'm really good at that on my own. Like, I don't need anybody to teach me how to be mean. I can do that. I can do that. So I really believe that, that we have to understand that, that we have that capability, that, that we are that, that we have that capability to walk in freedom, and, and we are right with God. Okay? You, you need to understand that. And, and this is why it's so important, because Romans, I actually go to Romans first, Romans 8, 19, 
Just real quick, just one little verse, and it says, For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. We are his children, but not a lot of people understand that. And all of creation is waiting for that. So you want to know what's stopping his kingdom, heaven, from coming? Is the fact that all of creation doesn't know that we are sons and daughters. Why? Because we keep that inside. We don't allow that to shine out of us. We don't allow that to operate out of us. We don't even know it. So the more people that could walk in that, the more people that could talk like that, the more people that, that could actually, you know, wake up in the morning and go, you know what? <laughs> you don't have me today, devil. Not today, Satan. Like, you can come all you want, but I know who I am. And the more people that walk like that, the more creation knows. And that's when it all comes. See? So it's waiting on us. It's waiting on us. But we have a lot of stuff that we got to cut free from. Roots and religion and legalism and all kinds of things inside of us that have grown into us that have told us, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. Um, you're just riding this thing out. Just pray you get to heaven. Just, I mean, all these things, but you don't understand that, that he loves you so much that you're beloved and you're a son or daughter and you are right with God. Why? Because you believe. Okay, so that's kind of a little rundown of what we're going to get into today. Whew. You guys good with this so far? <laughs> okay. So have you ever heard this? Because this is what's going to kind of tie it in, that, that you can do anything you want if you just try hard enough. If you just work hard enough, you can do anything you want. We tell that to our kids. We're like, you can do anything you want if you just work. Well, that's the world. The world says you can get any degree you want if you just study. But if you don't study, you ain't going to get it. So you have to earn it. Okay, you want to get promoted, chances are you're going to have to do something above and beyond in your job and whatever you do to get promoted. So you have to earn it, right? So that's what the world teaches us. That's what makes it so hard when someone says, you can be right with God by believing it. And they're like, hmm, nothing works that way. Yeah, it does. But we have a problem with that because we're wired to say, if I just work harder, if I just try harder... It'll be easier. If I just work harder, I just try harder, he'll love me more. If I just work harder, if I just try harder, then I won't have these thoughts in my head. If I just do this and do this, if I just do this, eventually I'm going to be good enough to fit in that little box that we, we, we call religion, to fit in that little box that, that says how much he loves us. And if he loves us, we got to earn it. And that's what we've been taught all our life is you got to earn it, earn it, earn it, earn it, earn it. You know what I've realized through life is that it, there are things like that. I worked my entire Air Force career just to get promoted, promoted, promoted. And then I turned around beside me and everybody that didn't do any work, they got promoted too. I was like, I was a waste of time. <laughs> I got nothing out of that. I just worked. I worked harder and harder and harder <laughs> to get promoted like a year before everybody else. I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. I took time away and we'll do this in our lives. We'll take time away from things that actually mean something to us to try to succeed, to try to take one step further, to try to earn something else. And you don't need that. That's not how the kingdom works. That's what I love, that, that, that we are living for the kingdom. We want his kingdom to come. It doesn't work that way. Jeff, you can't pray any harder, brother. He's going to love you the same if you pray the way you did today. 
maybe the way you did last night when you didn't pray. <laughs> or maybe, you know what I'm saying? He's going to love you the same. He's like, you're, you're my son, brother. I love you. So you couldn't say, well, if I just wake up and I just, you know what? I'm just going to force myself to pray eight more minutes today. And I'm not saying that's bad. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these things are bad. I'm just saying they're not getting you any further in his eyes. They're not making you any more righteous. You can't earn or, or grow in righteousness. You can't. It's a free gift. You got to believe it. It's given to you. I mean, it's like me getting a, a Bible as a gift. I can't make this Bible any more Bible. It's a gift. I just took it. I got a full Bible. I can do anything I want with it. It's still only a Bible. It's not like, I mean, I can't do anything else. I mean, this is not going to get any bigger. It's not going to give me any more, you know, chapters and verses. No matter what I do with it, no matter how much I study it, it doesn't change that this is the Bible. Okay, well, same thing goes with righteousness. No matter what you do, it's not going to change. You're not going to grow in righteousness. You'll grow in your awareness of it. You'll grow in how much you believe that you are, but you won't grow in righteousness. You see, remember that. It doesn't change that. It just changes how much you think about it and what you think about it. So we need to understand that this morning because we grew up in a merit system. We grew up in a system in life that said, okay, from a little kid, everybody gets a trophy, right? So, so if you want a trophy, you got to earn, earn it. And in school, if you want to be the best, you've got to study more than anybody else. Why? Because you want the scholarship. So all of a sudden it was whoever works harder gets gets the gifts whoever does this you know we, we do that i did that with my kids i'm like okay we're gonna do a chore who can bring me the most leaves today in the bag and whoever does you get an extra five dollars right and so you always reward the person that works harder that's not the kingdom but we grew up in a system like that so that's how we think it is you need to reprogram your head and reprogram your heart on how the kingdom operates because it's stopping you from accepting the fact that you're a son or daughter and he loves you. No matter what you did last night, he loves you. But you know what? Because of the way you think, because of the way you think you need to earn it, you can have a bad day and do something that you just don't like and turn around and beat yourself up so bad you done, you done thought that he kicked you out of the house. And all he did was draw closer to you. All he did was move a little bit closer and go, you know, I still love you. Get that stuff out of your head. I don't operate that way. And it's all throughout the Bible. So I guarantee you, as I go through this, as we walk through this, we'll be jumping all over the place eventually. It goes all the way back to Genesis. So this is just not New Testament teaching. Now, I am going to be talking about Paul because he kind of was the man that did that. And he's the one that brought it to a lot of people, but it goes all the way back. Hmm. So it's not strive harder and harder and harder to get further in the kingdom. In the world, it works. Uh, there, I'm telling you, if you want to be a, a, a football player in college or in, profession, or in professional, it takes work. Like you just can't wake up in the morning, you know, roll over, eat your toaster strudel. That's what I had this morning. Drink your coffee and go, you know what? <sighs> Feeling like a linebacker today. You feel like a linebacker for about two seconds till the guy hits you. And then you're going to be like, nope, I'm not a linebacker. It takes a little bit more work than that, right? So we got to understand that in our lives that, that in the world, effort kind of gets you where you need to go. It might catch up to you later, right? But, but in the world, that's how it works. 
That's why it's so different when you say, I got to start about talking about kingdom because we're living for the kingdom. We're supposed to float by the spirit. We're supposed to listen to him and do what he tells us to do, not what we want to do. This is what changes it. You can either just say you're a Christian and come to church and keep doing all the same things you've ever always done and just go, I think I'm a Christian. (laughs) Or you can say, you know what, Lord, I submit to you. You you steer the ship. You tell me what to do. And you'll realize how fast you don't have to strive to achieve and earn anything. I mean, uh, I got way too many examples in my life to share. (laughs) Wow. So I'll give you a little example of effort and no effort. (laughs) So I remember when I went to to Gulf Shores, we went down on a family vacation. And uh, we went out in this little bay, and I was with my son-in-law. And uh, he has kayaks, and he likes to fish off his kayaks, And uh, which is really weird because he's a really big dude. (laughs) Not like heavy. He just, he was a college football player, just a big dude. And I'm like, you get in this kayak. And I'm like, I don't need it. So we get out in the bay and, and at first we're fishing in the bay and it's awesome. You're just sitting in a kayak fishing and you're catching fish. And then you turn around, you realize that you just went like a half a mile down the bay because you're in the current. And then you got to strive with a paddle sweating for like 35 minutes to get back to the starting point. And all you did was get back to the starting point. So that you can then go with the flow and just relax and catch fish and progress. You know, how many times do we think in our life that when we strive, it takes us further than when we just sit and flow and what the Lord wants us to do? Because when I was just floating, when I was just floating in a river and I wasn't paddling upstream, I was just floating there. We we're catching fish and I was loving it. I'm like, Lord, you just take, take me to the spot, Lord. I was catching more fish than him. So I was really enjoying it. I don't beat him in a lot of things. But I was like, this is so easy until you had to paddle. And then I realized once I paddled so hard, all I did was get back to the beginning. I didn't progress at all. And I was wore out and I was tired. How many people, what are you doing in your life that feels like you're just paddling upstream to get back to the, to get back to the beginning? And then you finally get in the current. You finally get into the spirit. You finally get where his wind is blowing you. And you're like, this seems so much easier. And I'm not trying anymore. But I'm just going with it. Man, there's blessings. And it's easier. And I'm making progress. And things are happening in my life. And I'm not swimming upstream and rowing upstream. I'm not fighting it. You need to get there in your life and go, you know what? This is so much more peaceful. I'm telling you, pull more fish in the boat. Because there was no difference. Like you still had to have a license to go out there. I still had to have a kayak to go out there. I still had to, to, to have a fishing pole to go out there. The only difference was one time I was paddling the whole time, and the other time I was just fishing. And I wasn't fishing while I was paddling. <laughs> I was barely breathing. <laughs> I really wanted to hook up to him and go, just pull me up. Pull me up the street, man. <laughs> just keep going. You're a big, strong kid. You know, you got... I got some years on him, so I figured he'd help me out. But that's how it works. You just got to understand um, that it's not supposed to be that hard. And the more you just go with the Spirit, the more you, you let the Spirit blow you around, the more you just allow that to happen, just let his wind push you in directions. One, you don't have to fight it, and it's so much better, so much better in your life. But like I said, some of these things are, are man, I mean, look, if you want to be a doctor, I'm going to need you to strive 
and study. Because <laughs> I don't want to walk in a room and be like, uh, I'm supposed to have surgery today. And you're like, hey, Billy Bob. <laughs> he comes in putting, you know, putting the mop down. Yeah, what's up? You're the doctor today. <laughs> All right. I changed an alternator before. This should be good. Like, I want somebody who's actually studied, took a little bit of time, kind of put in some effort. You know, there's certain things that I need. But, man, that's not the kingdom. Okay, so we got we to gotta be able to flip that switch really quick. I mean, because we do need to survive. We all, I mean, if we all didn't have jobs, we would be doing the whole Acts 2 thing. We'd just be hanging out in the church going, who's feeding us today? <laughs> Did anybody float down the stream, bring some fishes? So we got some bread. <laughs> Because if we weren't working, we got we kind of got to keep that going. So obviously we, we have to do our part to survive, but then we got to find that happy place where we can just get in His presence and let Him direct us and steer us. When we make decisions, let Him tell you what to do. Let Him guide you. Quit striving for that stuff. Quit quit trying to get there faster than He wants you to get there. You understand? He has timing for everything. Man, oh, I didn't want. I'm. That would be too long. I'm not going there. I'll go there next week. Remember that. Ah. All right, let's talk about Abraham real quick. I really don't want to go there. Um, it's in Genesis 15. I'm not going to talk about Genesis 15 the whole time. But Abraham, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to give you the, the footnotes, okay? You can just, think about this. Abraham was close to God. He was considered righteous in his eyes because he believed. That's it. That's all he did. And God promised him a son, right? He said, I'm going to give you a son. Well, what happened? He couldn't have a kid. So his wife, Sarah, is like, well, I've got my slave girl, Hagar. Let, let, let me give you Hagar because it's been like 15 years. Like, you need a son. And she goes, I'll give you her so that we can have a son. And he agrees to it. Why? Because self-effort. He said, if I can't wait on you. Lord, I can't wait on you anymore. I'm getting old. And he was 86 when he made that promise. So he goes, I, I'm getting old, Lord. I just can't wait any longer. I'm just going to put self-effort. No longer the promise of God. No longer the, the power of the Spirit moving. I'm simply going to do it myself through self-effort. And he has a child. Child's name is Ishmael, which I believe means the Lord sees. The Lord saw him. And it wasn't that Ishmael was a bad kid. He wasn't the promise. He wasn't going to receive the inheritance. He wasn't going to get it because that was not the promise of God. He said, you're not going to do it. So self-effort wasn't good enough. So then he has to come back several years later. And he was like, okay, I think it was like 14 years after that or something. That, that God comes back and says, hey, by the way, I've got a promise for you. You're going to have a son. <laughs> Took him that long. Could you imagine having a son and then sitting back waiting going, this isn't the promise? No. And he was pretty close to him. Like they had a really good relationship going on. And he had to wait that long to find out that that wasn't your promise. And then he had Isaac. Right? Y'all tracking? Like, I'm just trying to go off my memory now because <laughs> I didn't plan this one today. So, see, Ginger put all the slides up. <laughs> so, so think about this. You get, he, so then he has to wait 
And then, then he has Isaac. Isaac is the promise. And it's blessed. And it's awesome. But you still got Ishmael. So now what happens? Ishmael at this time is like 17 when Isaac is getting in the weaning season. Weaning season means he's coming off from milk and he's getting ready to eat solid food. And Ishmael is there at this celebration. And Ishmael starts ridiculing and putting him down. And, and so this is what he's doing to Isaac. He's telling Isaac the whole time, like, you're not good enough. I'm the older one. You're not good enough. You're just a crybaby. You're not good enough. How can you be the promise the whole time? So here you have the promise being talked to by Ishmael, who's self-effort, right? And what did they have to do? Kick Ishmael out of the camp. Ishmael didn't start acting that way until Isaac was getting weaned off the milk into the meat. Let's throw that into the, the spiritual realm, okay? As you start understanding what God's doing in your life and you understand you're beloved and you understand that you're a son or daughter because there's a promise on your life and he says you're righteous and you start going, you know what? I believe that. It's time for me to get off the milk and start getting more into this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Somebody's going to come along named Ishmael and he's going to say, you know what? You're not good enough because you're not doing it the way the law says you're supposed to do it. You're not doing it right. And he's going to mock you. That's what Ishmael does. That's what self-effort does when you think you can do it on your own. That's a problem. You got to kick that out of the camp. And that's what they did. They had to get rid of Ishmael. Now, guy, if you read it, God promised. I mean, it's still Abraham's son. And he, there's promises in there for him. But it said it can't be self-effort. It has to be the power of the spirit. You can't earn it. So I don't know why I went there, but there you go. That one's for free. Apply that to your life somewhere. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you're doing in your life that you said, you know what, there was a promise, but I'm going to get there faster because I think I'm better. And all you're doing is creating something that's self-effort. It's not going to sustain. It's not going to last. It's not the promise. Let God be God. So come on. Ah. All right, let's go to Galatians 2.16. Ginger's like, I really hope he talks about this because I done typed all these things in the computer. <laughs> it's on the screen if you need it. If not, you have your Bibles. It says, yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. <laughs> and we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. I, I, that's pretty clear. So what's the law? What are they talking about? I love this. It's like I'm teaching again. I'm kind of, what are they talking Rich, what are they talking about? Old Testament stuff. Okay, great. This is so, let me come to this side. Rich, you get a car. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're talking about old school, old law, Jewish law, not just the Ten Commandments, which were part of that. I mean, come on, who had that on their, their wall when they were growing up? Ten Commandments, they were, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like, if you read the Ten Commandments, probably pretty wise stuff. 
But just because you obey the Ten Commandments doesn't mean you're right with God. You understand? Two different things. Are they good things? Yeah. But Jewish law was even more than that, 613 some things. 613 laws that they had to follow to try to be right with God. That's how they, that's how they lived their life. And some of them thought there were even more. And if you, if you messed up one, the Bible says, not good enough. Mess up one, you mess up them all. That's a lot of law, y'all. That's why he's saying right there, no one, right? For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Does it make you a bad person because you obey the law? No. I mean, if you can do that, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not read all 613 laws. I don't intend to. I have no interest in that. I know the Ten Commandments. <laughs> we used to have them on a wall as a decoration, and I didn't really understand why I had them on the wall. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's, it, it, it's, the, it's understanding that nobody will ever do that. But there's people, and there's people I've been around in my life, that that's what makes them angry because they want to come at you with every law and go, well... If you're a Christian, you would do this and this and this. And I mean, has anybody ever walked into anybody like that? Or am I talking to myself? Okay, good. So people have run into those people that will throw the book at you before they'll love you. Just not right. It's just not right. You want to be right with God? Believe. Believe. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. I don't know how else to put that. Like, so I don't have to do all those things? No, but here's the thing. You, you don't have to strive to do those things. In fact, once you give your heart to Christ and you truly believe and you start understanding who you are, some of that stuff don't even pop up in your mind anymore. It just, take, it just takes you along. You don't even think about it. It's the freedom we've been talking about. How do I get free from telling myself that I'm not good enough? How do I get free from Ishmael telling me I'm not good enough? I just get so filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't think about those things anymore. I start believing in what I'm supposed to do in my life. I don't care what anybody else says. He says, I'm right. Then I'm right. Believe it and walk in it. And the more we do that, guess what happens? All creation starts understanding that we are sons and daughters. And his kingdom starts to come. Problem is, is we'll make headway and then somebody will trip. And then they get up and go, well, that was it. I guess I got to start all over. And he's like, no, that didn't change anything. I'm right here. But it takes us so long to reprogram that. You know, and, and people will take this message. There'll be people that will take this message and they'll go, you know what? Man, you're just talking all that gray stuff. All you're doing is giving people freedom to sin. And I go, no, I'm giving them freedom to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to live a righteous life. Because you can do that when you realize you're not getting judged for everything you do. He's not judging you for everything you do in your life. I really don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I love y'all. This is kind of handy right here. I'm liking this. <laughs> so good. Man. I guess what I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to have it all together. So quit trying to have it all together. Don't strive for that. That will happen. When you surrender to him, pretty soon you wake up one morning and go, 
Man, I never had thought in so long. This just happens because he loves us. That's it, man. And it's because you surrender to him and you focus on him. And when you come into church on Sundays, you're no longer worried about the lights and who's singing and what they're singing because when worship starts, you're worshiping him. That's it. And it's not about anything else. And once you get so saturated in that that you're walking in freedom, now you can walk into places because you're not condemning yourself because you're the only one condemning yourself. It's not coming from him, right? You're the one beating yourself up over having a bad day. I mean, is there anybody here that doesn't have a bad day? Help me. Mike. Mike never has a bad day. <laughs> I love Mike. Thank you, Mike. And I believe that, Mike. Because I love you, man. I'm serious, though. We, we all will have a bad day. You just got to get through that bad day and go, man, he still loves me. He still loves me. And I'm still right. Come on. This, this is easy stuff. So it's time to be free in that. Man. You know, sorry, yesterday was football. Football's on my mind. You know, what, you know what gets a team from getting whooped one Sunday and then beating a the tar out of somebody the next Sunday? Belief. Yes. Believing that you can do it. You could possibly play the same exact team the next Sunday and completely destroy them because now you believe you can do it. I've watched too many football teams and I've coached too many football teams to watch boys walk out there and go, yeah, we can whoop their tail. And you're like, you understand who you're talking to? <laughs> and they do it because they believe they can. And then you see these teams that are just stacked and they're undefeated and they lose to a team that shouldn't win. And you know why? Because they think they're all that. And the other team thinks they can beat them. So the key to that and the whole point of that is to walk around believing you can do things. Believe in why you were made. Believe in the power you have inside of you, the authority you have inside of you, and walk in that. Start believing that, and we can conquer all kinds of stuff. We can change the world. That's the goal of this. Man, getting fired up. And baby, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> She's like, move on. <laughs> And I'll, I'll share with you a bit how, how this really gets into pride. I'm going to go to Matthew 20, 1 through 16. I told you we like to read the Bible, so I'm going to read some today for a little bit. Matthew 20, verse 1 through 16. It's not a whole book of the Bible like we did before, though. We're going to mark that one on the book. We read a whole book of the Bible once. We're going to do that again one day. Matthew. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. So it says the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner. He's like the landowner, right, who went out. So at 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around, excuse me, doing nothing. Stop right there. They were doing nothing. If they were doing something... He would have left them alone. But they weren't doing nothing. Sometimes when you're not doing anything, the Lord's going to move in your life. But we get so busy doing stuff that don't mean nothing, he can't even work with us. He can't, we can't find time to let him in. 
He wants to do something. We ain't got no time. We done filled it up. So these people were doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard at noon. Uh, and again, at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. So he went there three times, got all these workers. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, so here he picked up the first ones at what time? 9 o'clock. So at 5 o'clock, right? Um, where'd it go? Yeah, 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They, they replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman, to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at 5 o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more. But they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. And he answered them, friend... I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. It is against the law for me to do, or is it against the law for me to do what I want or do what I want with the money, with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. But see, what, what stirred them up? They were happy when they got the job. But when they realized that they were earning something, they were working hard, they thought they were striving more than anybody else. And somebody comes on and works for maybe an hour. And they get the same thing that you got, all of a sudden your pride jumps up a little bit. You're like, why, you deserve that. I worked harder. <laughs> I've been in jobs where they said, oh, um, I'm sorry, you don't have a degree in that. We can't give you the job. And I'm like, well... I kind of know a whole lot more than that person. <laughs> like, and I have experience over that person. Well, you, you hadn't earned a degree, right? You ever been there with somebody who argues with you because they know more and they've done more and they have the paperwork that says I've done more, but you, you actually actually know more? <laughs> and you're more qualified than them? This is nothing against school. This is just life because what happens is their pride kicks up because they're like, I put so much effort into this. Why am I not the one getting rewarded? Why are you? Why do you get the same thing I get? Well, the kingdom of heaven doesn't work that way. He says, I don't care if you're the first one in or the last one in. <laughs> Y'all getting the same thing. He said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay you the same. I'm going to pay the guy that's been there the whole time. He said, that's how the kingdom of heaven is going to be. So, so earn it. <laughs> Get out there and work it. Don't stop. I mean, look, this does not mean that, hey, well, hang on. So why don't I just wait till the last minute? <laughs> You're missing out on why we're here. We're not in this to get to heaven. I'm not in this to get to heaven. I'm in this to see heaven come now. I'm here to experience it right now. I'm not in this just so one day I'll show up. Now, this is so that we can live it out each and every day. And everything we do, how we love people, how we work, how we talk, it all should be heaven coming out of us. That's what I'm doing this for. That other stuff's easy. Yeah, when your time's up, it's, that's it. But man, I don't, I'm not waiting for that. Not when I can experience it here and now. So don't let anybody tell you that stuff that 
There's no self-effort needed in this. You are righteous. He loves you. If you believe, guess what? You're going to get there (laughs) the same way the guy that's been doing it for 50 years. You're going to heaven. But who's going to experience it now? That's what I'm concerned with. Because I want those people. I want to be around those people. I want those people to say, I'm not willing to wait. Like, I'm, I'm ready to accept that right now. I'm ready to walk as a son and daughter. I'm, I'm ready to, to walk in authority. I'm ready to change the world. Because all creation's waiting. All creation's waiting for us to understand who we really are. They say it's for him to reveal it, but he's already revealed it, y'all. It's up for you to actually understand it and start walking like that and talking like that and acting like that. Man, it, it, we can change it like that. All right. So I didn't even get into a lot of these scriptures. But I got next week and next week and next week and next week. Let me make sure there's not a scripture I'm missing that I really want to talk about. I'll tie this in and then we'll wrap it up because this is important. You know, I was talking about the degree. I was talking about what you know. And Paul tries to tell them this in Galatians 1, 11 through 16. I told you we're going to be in Galatians. Go ahead and start reading that because we're going to be talking about it. Um, says, dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. So you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews and my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Come on. He said, I didn't have to study that. No matter how much studying you did, it does not matter. Because sometimes, guess what? He's just going to show up and tell you something. And it could change the world. And Paul was a smart guy. Like, this wasn't somebody that didn't understand the law. This was one of the best. Like, he, he, he knew it. And God just wrecked him and said, none of that matters. He's going to tell people, look, it doesn't, there's nothing there. It says, I understand that it has no, it's, it's not based on mere human reasoning. He goes, I, I can't. He goes, it has nothing to do with that. It was a direct revelation from the Lord. So sometimes you can walk in that, and hopefully you walk in that a lot, where you'll just get that revelation from him, and you'll be able to just walk in freedom knowing that, that he has done that for you, that he has given you something. And don't be scared of sharing it. Don't be scared of moving in it. Don't be scared of not going in it or not doing just, just, you know what? Listen to the Lord. <laughs> Flow down the river. Catch some fish. No effort. Uh, come on. We've we got to quit trying to do it on our own. Yes. Surrender to him. Let him do everything. And when you do that, like I said, you'll start accepting that beloved identity. You'll start walking in that. You'll start walking as a son and daughter. Right. You know? And then we'll start walking more into this and talking about this more in the upcoming weeks. Because I'm excited about it. I'm not even halfway into the first little bit. But um, hopefully I got you a little excited about what's to come. Start digging into that. Uh, love you guys. Um, you want to come play something? I told her that was, my, that was my hint. She goes, I said, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I don't know how to tell you when I'm done until the Lord tells me I'm done. So 
So we're going to play a little bit of music up here. Um, you know, we're going to have a, one, we're going to have our prayer team members on the side at the crosses. That's important. Um, because if you're struggling with this, if you have struggled with this for, man, for some of you, you could have been struggling with this for 20, 30 years, thinking that, man, you just got to earn it. You just got to keep trying, 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 and one day he'll just reach out and say, you know what, you finally made it. You're finally right with me. You got to break that off today. Do not leave here with that. Do not leave here with that. Some of you have just been dealing with it for maybe, maybe it's anywhere from a week or two weeks or a year or two years. I don't know what it is. You just got to break it off today. So do not leave here unless you get prayer. I'm telling you, don't take that back out of here. Don't walk out of here with the same stuff you brought in here. He wants you set free today. He wants freedom in this house. He wants freedom in your house. He wants to start speaking to you a different way. He wants to start loving you a different way. He wants you to start receiving his love the way he wants you to receive his love. And sometimes we can't do that because we're so caught up in all the rules. We're so caught up with, with everything going on in life. We're so caught up with what grandma said and grandpa said a long time ago when they said, you got to do it this way. So I want this to be for you. If anything today, you know, I'm going to pray. I'll pray over everybody, but, but man, I want you to get individual prayer. I want you to go seek it out. I want you to just say, you know what? I need freedom in my life. So can you pray over me? And let's knock this thing out for good. And let's come back in here fired up, ready to grow in this, ready to get off the milk and get into the meat, ready to kick Ishmael out of the camp. You know what I'm saying? So come on, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And once again, we surrender all this to you, Father. <laughs> Father, we give our hearts to you right now. We give our minds to you, Lord. Will you, right now, I want you to rewire everything in our hearts and our minds, Father to put you first, to understand we are sons and daughters, we are beloved, that we are right with you by believing, Lord. Father, get the self-effort out. It's time to kick Ishmael out of the camp. So, Father, you take that right now, Father. We don't want to think about that. We don't want to deal with that anymore. We want to walk in your love. We want to walk in your peace. Come on, Lord, touch every heart in here. Give them boldness right now that if they've been walking with this for a while, let somebody pray over them. It's time to leave stuff up here. It's time to leave it here. It's time to get rid of it forever. It's time to understand that, you know, hey, bad things happen sometimes, but we can get through that and he still loves us. We make bad choices sometimes and he still loves us. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for your love and that you still love us. So we surrender to you, Lord. Touch us. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds. Bring freedom in this house this morning. Bring freedom, Lord. We just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Kevin, you want to come up? Come on. I'll see you all next week. Amen. That was so good. You know, while you were talking, God gave me this really cool analogy, Pastor DJ. It was so cool because as you were talking, God was showing me like, um, so for those of you who don't know, my mom... Uh, in the 80s, my mom and my dad, they came illegally to the United States. And um, there was a really bad civil war in El Salvador and like there was killing people everywhere. It was crazy. Um, and so my mom and my dad, they came illegally and they worked really, really hard and got their residency. And then they worked really, really, really hard, paid thousands and thousands of dollars and then they got their citizenship. And, you know, 
when we talk about identity, it's like if my parents came to me and were like, hey, you know, make sure you go and like sign up and you, you know, you fill out this residency stuff and make sure you, you know, apply for that. You know, but wait a minute, I was born in California, so that makes me a what? A citizen of the great country of the United States of America. So why should I have to go and sign up for legalization and naturalization? And why do I have to do that? You know, so you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Why are you applying for a green card? Why? There's no need to apply. You're already a citizen. There's no need for me to apply. That would be ridiculous. If I told you guys, hey, I'm applying for a green card, some of you would be like, oh, well, praise God because you don't know me that well. But, <laughs> but a lot of you would be like, That's, stop. You know, you're in the, you know, you're in the, you were in the Air Force and you retired. We know you were a citizen. Stop, you know. And so, but a lot of us, we look silly. A lot of us, we look silly sometimes. God, will you please accept me? And will you please, you know, give me a green card? And he's like, you're a citizen. You are a citizen. Amen. Anyways, that was awesome, Pastor DJ. It was so good. Come on. Whew, that was good. So good. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to go ahead and continue with our worship, and we're going to give God our tithes and our offering and our love and our hearts. Uh, we're going to just give God what he's due. And this morning, hey, listen, if you're new or you're, you know, you're brand new, maybe you're just visiting, I don't want you to feel pressure. This is not any type of pressure. You don't have to give. Here at the gathering place, we just believe it's worship. So we give out of our love for God. We give because we love him and he gave first. We give because we're giving people. <laughs> That's just what our culture is. That's just who we are. So don't feel pressured into that, okay? But if you'd like to worship with us, we'll have ushers at the door as we... Uh, uh, get out of here today, and you, we welcome you to give, you know. It's, it's really, really awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and stand to our feet. We're going to go ahead and pray. Hey, listen, I'm a little different. I just believe in actually giving to our God, whether you already gave online or not, doesn't matter. Whether you have anything in your hand or not, doesn't matter. I just truly believe, you know, you know that word where it says bring your offering to the Lord, like bring with thanksgiving. And, you know, so right now we're going to bring it, right, spiritually or physically. We're going to hold up our hands and we're going to, right now we're going to focus on the Lord. And we're going, listen, some of us, we've been giving tithes and offerings for 20 years and we don't give this little time right now enough honor. So let's close our eyes. Let's, let's really think about this right now. You know, you, you hold up your hand to heaven. Father, this morning, we bring our love, most importantly. We bring our love, our giving. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And this morning, God, we choose to give to you, God. We give with all of our heart because you gave first, Lord. You gave us your son, Jesus. And Lord, we give as of, out of an act of worship and obedience and love. So this morning, God, we give you, we give you this, God. We give you our hearts and we give you of our finances. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless it. 
Bless his offering. Let it be used well, God. Let it be good seed. Let us be good soil, Father God, so that this seed, Father God, would just prosper in your hands, God. God, I thank you that we don't give to a church. We give through a church. Father, I thank you that you are touching lives, God. You are touching entire generations from these gifts, God. I thank you, Father. I thank you, God, that you are doing an amazing, amazing things in this place. Lord, we love you. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey. All right. Hey, we love you guys. God bless you. One more thing. I'm sorry. I've never done this. But um, yeah, during this time of giving, I felt somebody needed $50. I don't know why God's telling me to give somebody $50. If that's you, you just need to come speak to me because he told me to give somebody $50. He didn't show me a face. So, um, to put all the pride away, put all that away. If you're here today and, and you need $50 for something, you're supposed to come talk to me. So I'll be up here. We love you guys. God bless you. Have an amazing week.